Sky Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's kind of foolish to, to make predictions like that. I think this is going to be a, a very competitive team. I think it's going to be a, a team that is going to take, uh, that's going to see its players take a meaningful step forward. And I think, uh, you know, there's a really exciting young core of players um, that we are, are really, really excited about. And I think that fans are going to fall in love with. That's Chief Baseball Officer of the Boston Red Sox, Craig Breslow, today down at Fort Myers. Red Sox spring training getting going here, and it's uh, hour number two of the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart. Breslow spoke for almost a half hour today answering questions, and I was thinking because Hart is snowed in in his house, and there's always a chance that he could lose power. And yeah. you know me, not uh, nobody wants to hear one person talking, so I thought I could have just on standby – my co-host here, Craig Breslow, just weigh in. Yeah, I mean, so to date, he has not uh, rebuffed any of my, uh, you know, requests for for counsel or advice. Um, hopefully, that that won't change. But uh, you know, the, the the chance to call Theo. Uh, so any, at any moment, we could always just go to Breslow. He had a lot of stuff to say today. He used a lot of words. Yes, I feel yes. like he talks in Jeopardy answers. He kind of does. Yep, he is certainly he can talk about you know. His, his at-bats and the offensive profile and what he can contribute. And then, you know, I know a lot was made of um, some defensive deficiencies early on. I think we saw some progress. So, All right. So there was a lot of uh, Breslow today. You, you can't Andy play Hart, him. I give you, you can't play him as your co-host. Like, <laughs> you'd be responsible no. for deaths because people would fall asleep, people drive off the road, and hit trees. And, that's true. I, we can't and do that. Slippery roads. Like, as you, you, you're not allowed to do that. Well, then you, you can't lose him, power. you gotta, you got to be here. Okay. You can't. I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, it was something that our players were, were very open to and that, you know, would have. Oh, this is actually that that one's an interesting answer. That was about he was asked about the uh, the Netflix thing. Uh, let's actually hear that one. This is so stay awake, people. That, stay is, awake. One, that, no, that is one of the big storylines, though, sort of with this team. And it's we're not going to see it until the following year. It's not. Is it a storyline? Yeah, I think so. Who gives a rat's ass? Oh, wow. You don't <laughs> No. Well, this is unique. They've never done this before. Who cares? Did they get the cameras in there. Oh, I think the players are going to care as soon as you know they lose ten out of twelve games or whatever, and they're scuffling, and guys are getting moved to the bullpen or guys are getting sat down. Then there's a camera in their face at every single turn. I think it could be pretty uh, interesting stuff, train wreck style. Yes, but is it interesting to the, do you want to see a, your team be a train wreck? I don't. But I is I this feel like, like rubbernecking down the highway? Ah, uh, there's traffic. I want to see a dead body. I don't want to ever see that, but I do think that. With this team, you want entertainment value. There doesn't seem to be a lot. No. Oh, he said there's exciting young players who they're excited about. <laughs> yeah, in like three years. Like, what, what are we getting these yeah, guys? They're not even here. I yeah. don't even know which ballpark to go to. Do I go to Portland? Do I yeah. go to Worcester? Do I go to Boston? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. There's a lot of that today, too. <laughs> most of the, he, he should stop talking. Most of the things were, were great He's questions. He's not great at it. And there's not much to say that he can say. I like, give this you is... credit, though. You tried early on to talk yourself into it. At least give him a chance. You gave him a good chance. I did. And it was, like to me, kind of obvious from Jump Street that and now, this is like, a mess. There is nothing to look forward to. Because I'm sure he's not going to be looking forward yep. to yep. Yep. 
Oh, they're doing a documentary. So the good news is I can watch a crappy season, and then when the crappy season ends, I can watch it again. Why do I want to watch a crappy season twice? I know. I kind of would have liked the immediacy. I know that's a lot for the TV crews to do, and that's probably why Hard Knocks is only four or five episodes, but that'd be a little bit better. Like, you know, something happens, and then you're like, oh, my God, next week, that's going to be crazy to go back and see what really happened. Would it be, or would that grow old soon? I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on what's... Losing sucks. It does sucks. It does. It does suck. It does suck. It's the worst. And so, they're probably going to do quite a bit of that this year. And it's going to be one of those things like, oh, how do we see this coming? It's like we saw it all last season play out. The off season has been a disaster. There's no other way around it. It's been a disaster. They, has it? Or is this what they wanted? I can't imagine this is what they wanted. I still deep down think they thought they were going to get Yamamoto. I think they were actually... Willing to spend a lot of money, and they're like, well, if we go to this, like, we'll get them. Okay, so why am I reading this on Twitter go ahead. Uh, an hour ago? Uh, according to an executive with another major league team, the Red Sox have made it known that they're willing to listen to offers not only for Kenley Jansen, but also setup man Chris Martin and John Schreiber. <laughs> are they not going to field the team? Like, what are they doing? They are punting. I think. John Those are Henry. the only two guys that everybody tells me, good bullpen, you, know, you get set up in a closer. And I always joke, yeah, if you can get there and you're never going to get there, but now you're not even going to get there because they're getting rid of all those guys. Part of me right now, this is this is a, this is a, uh, an ongoing Keith Spiracy. John Henry was so mad about getting booed last year at Winter Weekend, he was like, all right, I'll show you. You think that was bad? I'll show you. He doesn't go to the games. He doesn't give. He's not invested like like we are. He's not spending all of his time watching the team, following the team, covering the team. I don't think he cares. He's just trying to make his money. Yeah, but wouldn't that be detrimental to making his money? No, if your if your payroll's low enough and the ballpark is full, you're making money. But their payroll's not low enough. Their payroll is still. Oh, uh, give it give it a t- give it a minute. You think they're gonna swap out <laughs> Kenley Jansen for a guy making <laughs> Kenley Jansen money? They're gonna okay, swap out right. all those guys. And it get is going south. Just, yes. They are what? What were they like? Thirty or forty million below what they were last year, and now they're continuing to go lower. Yes, yeah. Um, I just—it's a slow bleed out of of, <laughs> of what they paid before. So it's you just said it. It's been a disastrous offseason. It's been a terrible offseason. And then as because spring training's supposed to be hope. I did this with Fitzy. I said even if I think the Patriots aren't very good in July and August, that is when fans should have hope. That is when fans should be trying to sell me on Juju Smith-Schuster's an upgrade and Demario Douglas and whatever. February and March, yeah. Oh, yeah. you should have hope, right? I've always been excited for opening day. Like I, every year, I'm always excited Why? for opening day. I am. I don't know. I think it's like ingrained in me as as a kid. It was always like opening day, and there were plenty of years where you knew the Red Sox sucked. Then. You know, throughout the 90s. This is the worst of my life. Where This I is have, the worst, yes. I agree. And I'm being serious. I'm not being recency biased dramatic. I cannot remember having a worse feeling about a Boston Red Sox team before the season. That, now, well, I there can tell you times, why. I can tell you exactly why. They stink. They not, But not only do they stink, there were plenty of teams. Like, growing up, we watched a lot of teams that stunk. But they had Roger Clemens on there. Yeah. They had Wade Boggs. They had Mo Vaughn. They had Nomar. And then all of a sudden they didn't stink because they had Pedro and they had Manny right. and they had Ortiz and then this long run that we've been on. But even you know people that are our age or a little bit older, there were definitely some going into the year, yeah, there's no chance they make the playoffs, but you get one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Yeah. You have a couple other all-stars. You're like, I'm going to go to the ballpark and see what happens. Now it's like, what are we? 
what are you looking for? What do you got? Uh, and that's that's honestly the question that I keep asking myself because I feel like I've started to feel like this is a um, a toxic relationship, a bad relationship between me and the Boston Red Sox, where I keep <laughs> falling victim to yeah. full throttle, or they say, "No, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I promise. It, it'll be better soon." And like, and the relationship isn't getting any better, and nope. there's no signs of it getting any better. And I, I would get out, but I can't get out. I feel like I'm stuck. And I, we talked about it. Do I need to just pick a new team? I know. I I've never wanted. I've never wanted to be that guy. But like, there's some cool hats out there. Yeah, there's some cool hats. Although some cool the Red players. Sox, the 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 green, you know, the green St. Patrick's Day hats yeah. that have been making the rounds on. I I still kind of like some of the the merch, some of the city merch. Yeah, I still fall. But then I think about buying it. There was some on my Instagram, some city uh, merch and the like, the light blue and the yellow and that yeah. whole color scheme. I know. They got some and then stuff. I'm like, no. No, I'm not buying. Not doing it. Suck. Why am I gonna? Dude, I'll buy speak, Celtics stuff. Speaking of merch, Stiz, how about this? Hearts. This awesome. The New England Revolution sent me and Stiz the Boston Tea Party kit. Look at this thing. How come I didn't get one? I don't know. Look at this. We got them. our names on the back and everything. I'm gonna wear that. Screw Heck them. out of this. I hope Stiz they lose. got one. I hope they lose. We're all in. We're all in on the Revs this year. We I don't know what they're. Uh... Maybe John Henry yeah. should send some jerseys this way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll say I can us. be bought. And also, yeah, bought. I'll take I'll take a hat and maybe As I like drink a... my C four. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to sell. Yeah, the Red Sox at some point probably should send us some some merch. I think it's okay to be excited for opening day okay, as a Bostonian, as someone who's been following the team since you were born, yes. and still not be happy with the direction of the team. Right, both can be. So true. I just wanted to shoot you a little. So bit. So you're just excited uh, for the day. Yeah, it's yeah, more the exactly, day. It's Andy. more what it symbolizes. Yes, it's yes. all right. It's the start of spring. It's baseball. It's usually a day game. It's fun. You lose to either six one and woo wee baby. Yeah. yeah, but nobody's got better uh, pregame yeah, I, I, coverage. Than... Take your kid. Let your kid play hooky from school yes. that day. Oh yes. hell no! I ain't paying for that crap. <sighs> hell no! All right. Hell to the no. Well, listen to it on the Odyssey app then. That that's you, right, can you can do. Yeah, that's, that's free. A, that's, that's the best nice part time. about that, because if they're not going to invest, then why should I, nope, damn it? That's it. That's the name of the game. Yeah, No, they've been wildly disappointing last and year. And they're so, getting rid of people. No, we think they stink, they're and getting they're getting worse. rid of the answer right. to who do you think some of their best players are. So, okay, is it just Devers? Like, should they put him just, like, on the T-shirt, every Tristan, graphic? Every, it's it's like, Casas. It's, you're, you're, you're praying that Casas has it gets Oh, that's right. I forgot. He's going to be putting up numbers better than Ted Williams or whatever well, those I mean, he's, he's, he's pacing for that. He's tracking for that. Okay. Even if he does, let's just say that. So... The Anaheim Angels had Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. You How they couldn't do. have a better duo. They must have been doing pretty good. So we're going to bank on just Devers and Casas. They're going to be better than Trout and Otani, correct? They are not. No. Oh, well, but we got great, great talent in double A. <laughs> Uh, so the Red Sox won 78 games each of the last Under. two years. Uh, let me get you what they're... Oh, my God. Under. On this one, I don't even know who it is. I just pulled it up online. Uh, Caesar Sportsbook has their over/under at eighty. Yeah, I'll take the under. I'll take the under on eighty. They're getting rid of guys. Where do they trade their closer and their setup man, who was nails last year? They had an all-star closer in Jansen, and then their setup guy. I don't think gave up a run all year. What was it last year? Like seventy-eight. Yep, back-to-back years of seventy-eight, yeah. dead last in the division. Yeah, See, I would take the under on eighty too. All right, anyway, add the Red Sox to the pile here. 617-779-7937. It's a pile of crap, is, is unfortunately. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. <laughs> it's a complete crap. It's a complete crap. 
All right, it's uh, the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart. We're going to get back to uh, the Patriots offseason uh, coming up, but right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, trending now on WEI and WEI.com, sponsored by Wilson Farm. Celtics, they're in action tonight on the road in Brooklyn, taking on the Nets. They're hoping to make it five in a row. Tip-off from the Barclays Center, just about 20 minutes at 7.30. Kristaps Porzingis is out with a lower back contusion, and still no debut from newly acquired Xavier Tillman and Jaden Springer. Springer's out with an ankle injury, Tillman with a knee issue. The Bruins, they're also in action tonight. They're home at the TD Garden, hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right now, 16 minutes left in the first quarter. Damn it, Tampa Bay just scored. So it's 1-0 Lightning right now. Also, historic night for number 63, Bruins captain Brad Marchand. He's playing his 1,000th career game. Marchand uh, will become just the eighth Bruin to play in 1,000 games for the organization. Here's the man himself speaking on the achievement. Feeling very grateful uh, to have experienced all the things I have and to be a part of so many great teams and to be part of you know the best organization in the world. So at the same time, you know, I, I still... Try not to get caught up in it because I feel like I still have a lot of time left and uh, still have so many big dreams and goals. And, and uh, you know, I still feel like a kid a lot of times where um, so many so many things that I want to accomplish with this group and with this team. And, you know, still, you don't ever want it to end. From NFL insider Jonathan Jones, the Patriots plan to hire Taylor Embry as their new running backs coach. Uh, Embry was most recently the running backs coach with the New York Jets. And some Super Bowl ratings numbers, the longest Super Bowl game, also the most watched Super Bowl game. According to Nielsen, Sunday's game averaged 123.7 million viewers across television and streaming platforms. That shattered last year's mark of 115 million for Kansas City's last play victory over the Eagles with a 7% increase. Valentine's Day just around the corner. Not too early to start thinking about what to get that special someone. Wilson Farm in Lexington has beautiful bouquets of red and colored roses, freshly dipped chocolate-covered strawberries ready to go. Don't drop the ball this Valentine's Day like I often do. Visit Wilson Farm or WilsonFarm.com today. Again, that's Wilson Farm. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Key shows coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. Patriots offseason has been ongoing now for, uh, well, unfortunately, quite a bit of time. And a lot of head coaches, or I'm sorry, a lot of coaches have been hired to the staff. So good amount of turnover, even though they're simply promoting Gerard Mayo. A lot of other names flying in Hart, including the return of Dante Hightower. He's yeah. going to be the inside linebackers coach, a former teammate of Mayo's, former uh, longtime New England Patriot, but <laughs> a non-Packer Brown, I guess, hired to the staff is, is another way of looking at it as well. 
but a Patriot. A Patriot, no doubt. Right. So, so you got close. Elliot Wolf guys and then uh, Patriot guys is kind of what yep. we're looking at right now. No, I um, I on the surface you have to love it, right? Like Dante Hightower. Great oh yeah, player. great. Um, him and Mayo were. I mean, that was like 15 years of leadership in the middle of the defense or were even more than that, whatever the hell it is. Um, the thing I wonder about Hightower mm-hmm. is, and Fitzy and I were talking about this over the weekend, I think he is one of the more, in a weird way, underrated Patriots players of the second dynasty. And I know he made huge plays. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah, I mean, in that Falcon Super Bowl alone. But, like, his versatility, Yeah, I think he... We say front seven. I think Dante Hightower could do anything that is called for in the front seven. Coverage, rush, play the run, be a off-the-ball middle linebacker, end of the line of the scrimmage, pass rusher, the whole damn thing. And I just wonder, like, sometimes I think those guys aren't as good a coach because they can do so much they don't understand why others can't do Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of times the the best players in the world have a hard time coaching. Yeah, there was people – Always say Ted Williams was, like, not a great batting coach because he didn't – like, people couldn't see things he could see. People mm-hmm. couldn't do things he could do. Um, and it was hard for him to translate that to lesser talents. So – but, you know, I, I like the idea of some uh, – it's a new-age young staff with yeah. outsiders, but there's certainly – a Patriot way or whatever, yeah. however you want to term it. Although, um, how young is it? I mean, I guess if you're talking about, like, some of the defensive guys, it's very young. But, like, the offensive yeah. guys, like Alex Van Pelt and Ben McAdoo, I wouldn't say are No, young. That's, that's true, but Tyquan Underwood. Yeah, true. He's got the fade. Comes back in, yeah, not just is. the guy he's screaming at. I don't know if he ran the right route on that play that Brady was whatever. screaming at him. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever. He's learned it now. Now he can now, coach. Long he can now coach he's it. a coach. He knows yeah. it. Or he yeah. can just blame the wide receivers coach yeah. who he's assisting, even though we're not even sure who that is. I still think, to me, overall, the whole coaching uh, hires have been very underwhelming for the New England Patriots. But I think you can make up for it with a massive draft and free agency. So what... Um, which hires, and I, I always play this game because I love the English language, you yep. called the Patriots coaching hires underwhelming. Yep. So which hires across the league were whelming to you? Uh, Jim Harbaugh was obviously whelming. Okay, that's one. Um, your guy Shane Waldron going to the Bears I thought was whelming. He gets a whelming? He's a whelming to me. I thought he was one of the... the he was Jackson a guy that Smith and Jigba didn't see. So. <laughs> no, that's true. But I mean, I I seen Geno Smith without him, and I've seen Geno Smith with him. So I'm going to yep. give him the benefit of the doubt. And okay. after they kind of blew things up in Seattle, he was one of the more qualified, if not overqualified, offensive coordinators that shuffled teams this year. Okay. Um, I liked. Let's see, what other head coaches did do I you like? Any of them? Do you like Raheem Morris? Actually, I didn't at first, but I've talked myself into that one. I think that is a good hire. Well, I didn't talk myself into it. The Rams went so crazy to hype him up. They they were so in love with the guy. I also think him getting a crack at it like 10 years ago and not going great, but then going back in in like 10 years as an assistant coach, working his way back up, I think that is actually a a pretty good fit. I think that one's one's not bad. So if we're projecting these because – I am going to say something mean, disrespectful, whatever. Um, <laughs> what you. else is new, Andy, no, as no, Fitzy would say? Uh, I think Gerard Mayo is going to be a really good coach at his second job, um, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I don't think this is going to go well, but my guess is a lot of these aren't going to go well. I mean, a no. lot of head coaches are hired to be fired, and a lot of times it doesn't take too long for that firing to come. So which of the – like? Oh, I, got you th- three, I got three other ones real quick. Just, oh, Jesus. Uh, 
Cliff Kingsbury to the Commanders as the offensive coordinator. I like okay. Zach Robinson going with Raheem Morris oh, to the right. Falcons. I like because I wanted him here. Uh, what else? Dave Canales. I did not care for the Dave Canales one. Nope. That, that cheating son of a gun. That one wasn't uh, wasn't very good. Uh, let's see. I don't know about Clint Kubiak now. <laughs> After the way the 49ers were ill-prepared in the Super Bowl, prior to the Super Bowl, I thought that was a good one. Passing game coordinator, kind of the Bobby Slowick route going to the Saints. But, yeah, no, there's not a ton. I mean, and you think about almost half the league has a new offensive coordinator, and I'm not in love with a lot of those guys. A handful right. of them interviewed with the Patriots, and I kind of rolled my eyes at it. So the fact that they missed out on uh, Zach Robinson, Cliff Kingsbury, and Shane Waldron, I think you're kind of left with – Certainly not the worst one, but it's like, okay, Van Pelt's been a QB coach, uh, quote-unquote. You don't think Van Pelt's career. the worst? Uh, no, I think what's-his-name's the worst. Uh, Luke Getze. Luke Getze's okay. the worst. Bears offensive coordinator. Uh, who else was a bad one? No, I think I think that's probably the worst one. I think you can make a strong argument that Alex Van Pelt's the worst coordinator or head coaching hire. Interesting. I do. Now, I, I just said I was making the point that – What about Ken think- Dorsey? What about him? Well, he had Josh Allen, and it was they got rid of him in season, and then he yeah. immediately gets scooped up by the Browns. Yeah, so but, uh, McDermott's getting rid of everybody. He got rid of Leslie Frazier. Like, it yeah. seems like he's pointing with fingers, not thumbs. That's a good point. No, that's probably true. He's looking for scapegoats. Although the um, Browns thought Dorsey was an upgrade over Van Pelt, so it shows you what they think. Yeah, but they're the Browns. Isn't it also kind of odd to you at all that Kevin Stefanski wins Coach of the Year? And they clearly got more out of that team than people expected, hence why he got that award. Flacco gets comeback player of the year. I know they had a really... guy who died. I still don't know. Oh, it's insane. Oh, I was, like, I, was, I was yelling at it about it when it happened. I'm like, they should change the name of the award to the DeMar right. Hamlin Award. Of course he should have won it. But they played all those different quarterbacks. They got into the playoffs, and yet they're good. They're like letting their offensive coordinator go. That's kind of odd. It is very odd. Um, I'm not a Stefanski guy. I don't no. know that I even would have necessarily voted for Coach of the Year for him. Um, I would have definitely gone to Miko Ryan's. I don't know why they. Yeah, I. Yeah. Some of those votes and did you see that? Uh, that's the one where the panel has expanded, and Tom Brady's one of the voters. Like, there's a they've really expanded. Who, Tom Brady's who vote. a voter for this thing. I believe he now has the guy from the, the Dunk Kings commercial. Yes, the guy from the Dunkin'. Okay. Well, he can throw it through the donut as much as well as anybody. <laughs> he, he looks he looks solid there. Um, Tommy touchdown. But no, my point was these. So that you had eight teams, right? That changed coaches, made you know staff changes, the whole thing. Yeah. Well, eight had head coaching changes. Way right. more had offensive coordinator changes. Most of them are going to fail. Like most of them are going to be looking for new jobs in in a couple of years. Do you um, put the Patriots in the? More likely, if is the arrows pointing more towards likely to succeed or fail? No, uh, well, unfortunately, fail because I think yeah. all the coaches that are going to a place that don't have a quarterback, it's such a flip a coin. It's such a, are, are you going to find the right guy in the draft? Are you going to find the right guy in free agency? Now, their coaching ability has a say in that, but uh, maybe only so much of a say, right? right? Like, if you draft the wrong guy, like, Good luck. Now you're kind of scrambling, and then the owner is only going to be so patient with you. Like, all right, because you're also, in a lot of places, they're tied in with either a new GM or a GM that's also potentially, like, has to get this one right, or they're in trouble. Yeah. So, I no, am. I mean, it's it's hard to take any, like, Carolina, Washington, Atlanta, the Patriots. Like, I'm, that's where the Patriots are at. They have the third pick for a reason. So, all those teams are kind of in it together. One of them 
might emerge over the next five years to be a playoff team. The other three are probably going to be in the hiring process again soon. Right. And I know Houston, D'Amico Ryan's like, okay, yeah, they, great they turned it around quick. Yep. Got a coach, got a quarterback. The GM looks like he's doing a good job. He's been there for a while. He's been through some of the muck and the, the mess for the last few years. Maybe has come out the other side. Mm-hmm. But that's you lost your stability. You lost your quarterback. You lost your coach. You lost your stability. In all likelihood, oh, yeah. you're you're in the dryer. You're tumbling around, mm-hmm. and you're just going to keep tumbling around for a period of time here. I, I wish I wasn't as down on it because I, I am. Now, the one thing I will say, I'm more down right now on the Red Sox than the Patriots because I don't know what the Red Sox are doing. I don't think they're trying. I don't No, I, I'm, like, I'm way more down on the Red Sox because I think you have both owners – kind of in a in a position now where they've had so much success they have won so much and now they are either bottomed out or are close to bottoming out and it's how do they respond so how does john henry respond by buying the pga tour for 1.5 billion dollars not showing up at winter weekend and just kind of moving on and all the rumors are like we were talking about a minute ago they're just going to shed more salary meanwhile robert Kraft is like I would have paid more. Bill Belichick didn't want to pay anybody. I'm willing. I'm happy to pay guys. Right. So now I, I feel like they're going to have a crazy offseason. Now, whether that continues through the rest of Robert Kraft's ownership, we shall see. But I think for this year, they're going to be way more invested than the Red Sox have been. Yeah, I think the Red Sox, I don't know what they're doing. I know what the Patriots <laughs> are doing. They're going to draft players and sign players. They may screw it up. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, I'm not, I actually think it's probably more likely to fail than it is to succeed. Yeah. But I think they're trying to win. They're trying to, and a little positive side note to this oh, here very we go. negative. I'm all I spent yours. some of my snow day um, really kind of hunkering and bunkering down, watching a little more Caleb Williams, yes. a little more Drake May, a little more Jaden Daniels. Yes. I am now all in QB at three. Because I've talked, I think, I, I, it's funny because in my mind I've kind of um, comped these guys loosely. I now think Caleb Williams can be Patrick Mahomes, like that's the style really? player. I now think Drake May can be Josh Allen. Holy I smokes. think that's the style, the player. Yeah, but he doesn't run like Allen. Um, he's a better he? runner than I think you give him. Yeah, credit but I don't for. think. But like Allen. And he's a good like sized dude. Yeah, but Drake Mason, I don't think he's gonna like run you over, is he? I didn't say it's perfect. Okay, he's not all right, his sorry. doppelganger. I do like player comps, but the problem with player comps is then you immediately assume that that's what he's gonna be. And but then, okay. what do you got Jaden Daniels as? I think Lamar. I think he's, he's in dang. that. Now, I you actually think he throws kind of weird. A little bit, yeah. And, but I think Lamar does too. I think he's also more polished Lamar now like he's year five or six Lamar okay whereas whereas Lamar was more raw coming into the league now I don't think he's quite as fast and electric but he has if you go watch him he splits defenders more than most people like you see a safety and a corner coming and he just goes right through them and Mm. runs right by him so there's there's a lot of smoke out there they're going to trade down uh if they trade down I'm gonna be pissed because now that I've done that I've decided all three I'm not saying they're going to be franchise quarterbacks, no, but all three. of course not. There's no chance all three of them are great. There's no I'm chance. I'm saying they are worth the risk, and I also kept dabbling and started to watch more Penix and Knicks. What about Harrison? You watch any of Marvin Harrison? Uh, no, I'm doing quarterbacks first. All right, but I'm saying once you watch Marvin quarterbacks Harrison. Quarterbacks are more important. I understand that. Way more important. I don't know. We took a call last night, Stiz, an all-time call of a guy that basically downplayed all quarterbacks. It was like they, useless. It was insane. It was insane. That is somebody who's never watched football. Correct. It was wild. Because like, I have watched football for a long time brag. at a lot of levels. Sure you have. 
No, but I'm just saying, like, you show up to a Pee Wee game Pop Warner, and you yeah. see the, the the quarterback is good on the other, you're like, yep, they're going to win. It's going to be <laughs> like, a long day for and our the fellas. team that the yeah. team that has the quarterback yeah. has a really good chance to win, and if you watch a Pee Wee game and you're like, and their quarterback, they don't even have one athlete who can play quarterback. They're porked. No, it's so, the most important position, and it's not even close. I'm dead set still on Marvin Harrison. I love Marvin Why? Harrison. What's wrong with you? I think he's going to be The gap a top... between Marvin Harrison and the next best receiver is not huge. There's going to be three receivers in the top ten yeah. picks in this draft. I don't like and... the other two guys as much. I would take okay, them. Okay, I, I know. Would... You're in. That's fine. I like but... Harrison. You're not going to get me off of the Harrison thing. But Is he Calvin? Um, Johnson, yes. Johnson? I think so. Okay. So you're sure. He is. Yeah. You think he's going to play ten years. He'll probably be an eight-time Pro Bowler and a four-time All-Pro. That's what I'm banking on. Okay. So yep. you see that. You feel that. I see that. I believe that. Oh, I feel it in my plums. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to hear about your plums. I just want to be specific for everybody. And who's throwing him the ball? Bo Nix. Ugh. I'm, that's the other thing. I'm down on Nixon. Oh, Nicks. watch! You gotta watch more tape. You gotta watch. No, more I have. Tape. I think I watch too much. <laughs> I should stop watching because I like them. Don't watch the Auburn less. tape. Just watch the, the Ducks stuff. I like them. Now the next, the one guy I didn't get to today is the rising star JJ. I don't like JJ McCarthy. Now that by all accounts, yeah. he's going in the top half of the first round. It's crazy. No, I know. Like, he is on the rise, and I know it's not just his coach saying he should be the number one quarterback taken, but he's he's a riser. Now some people think I he's a little like bit him. developmental. I haven't watched enough of him yet. Okay. My my gut instinct is I don't like him. Yeah. But I my gut instinct was I kind of liked Penix. The more I watch Penix, the less interested I am in Penix. Uh, yeah. He, he, he throws he, wide he, open. He, he opens up his, in the he, uh, he spins semifinal it. game. He spins it. He can spin it. With, he gotta, gotta, but a lot of guys can. It. Ryan Mallett, no, Rohan no. Davey. There's a lot of guys in my recent memory of just Patriot. Well, I guess that's not recent. Spin it. Sorry, oh, Ryan Mallett but. could spin it. Uh, Jared Stidham could spin it. Yeah. Just because you can spin it doesn't mean you can win it. No, I do. <laughs> That could, be a, that could be a new motto for the show. <laughs> I do think that, uh, so even though I want Harrison, I'm with you on the court. Like, I don't want to trade down. Don't trade down in any scenario because you're either getting Harrison or a top three. Wait, in any scenario? Quarterback. Well, I mean, okay. if some drunken team comes at you for Jaden Daniels? The Colts? And like, <laughs> yes. Well, that would be passed out, drugged yeah. out, like whatever. No, I, um, I mean, if they trade you, like, four, like you know, Herschel Walker trade, obviously you got to consider Because I think it, it could, I mean, there. If you believe the reports, okay, it's always dangerous this time of the year sure for the next is. two months. The lying the re- season, they call it. The reports are that more and more teams, including the Falcons, including yeah. the Vikings, like these teams are willing to give up a lot. Now, the problem is, part of the reason that they're willing to do it is that everybody's sour on next year's QB class. So if you trade down and you don't get a quarterback, how are you getting that quarterback? And that brings us to the Baker Mayfields of the world or the Justin Fields. Like the Baker Justin Mayfield. Fields to the Patriots – Feels like it's catching a lot of fire. Like it's really I'd kind be, of picking up steam. I'd be a fan of that. I would take it. You think he'd be good? Yeah. Well, no. So, <laughs> well, no. That took yeah. a turn. I know, it kind of did. Let me. Let I let me, I let it breathe let for a second because yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to see where you'd go. My mind's just, racing right now. My mind's you racing. awaken one eighty did. So that's the thing. I think if I had uh, a different offensive coordinator, I'd have more confidence in it. So it goes back to the Alex Van Pelt thing. I think if you had Justin Fields with. Zach Robinson, for example, I think you might. Yeah, but have Alex a Van bit... Pelt, I've been told, is a QB whisperer. All right. Well, he got Joe Flacco on his feet, I guess. But no, I don't Baker know if Mayfield, he, has... he fixed. He's worked with a lot of young quarterbacks. He played the position. No. I mean, yes, he did play the position, but I would rather have Justin Fields. So did also, we do this with you the other day or somebody else? So basically, 
you want the top three guys in some order, or maybe the order is Williams, May, Daniels. I think I'm in the Williams, Daniels, May category now. Williams, Daniels, May. Okay, that's fine. So those top three, then would you go Fields, then Knicks, Penix, or, or Penix, Knicks, McCarthy? Yes, I think I haven't done my work on McCarthy oh, right, right, yet. Right, 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 right. So right. I'm a little behind on that. I would put Fields ahead of Penix and Knicks. But yes. basically, if you choose to either trade down or go my Harrison route, the play would be Fields over any of the free agents or the like quarterbacks four through six or seven. Yes. Yeah, I okay. would roll the dice. Now, that would also, for my purposes, be under the idea that I can get him to sign some sort of uh, contract extension that is Jordan Love where it's, it's I'm possible, not giving you yeah. the fifth-year option and I'm not locking you up to any Daniel Jones or any of that crap. But let's do a two- or a three-year deal where you make a little more than you would be making now, but I buy a year or two to, to figure out where this relationship yeah. is going. I mean, he would have to consider that because if he was on the open market right now, he's not going to get a massive deal. Look what Baker Mayfield just had to do. you got to go prove it for a year. Right. So if I can do that, I don't know that it's, it's certainly not my plan A. I got it. But it's a plan I can talk myself into being positive about. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. Chris is in Maine on the draft. What do you got, Chris? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. You know, my biggest fear is becoming the Cleveland Browns, okay? Mm -hmm. The Cleveland Browns took first-round draft pick quarterbacks for years and years and years, and they sucked, and they've always sucked. So what's to to say that that May, Daniels, and and Williams are not going to be like Wilson – Young, Lance, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, like, I think what you guys said is you go with, you know, if you can trade and get Fields, and then either, you know, if you can trade and get Justin Jefferson, even better, get guys who you know who have played in this league who can actually perform. And, you know, Marvin Harrison, I love Marvin Harrison, but if you can get Justin Jefferson over Marvin Harrison, you would take him. So, I, I think there's a big risk in taking a quarterback at in those one of those because chances are they're going to fail, right? Well, there's a yeah, but there's a risk, Chris, with every single draft pick, first of yeah. all, and there's also the chance they become Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, like all the best quarterbacks in the league were drafted by the team that they're on. Rodgers, an exception, but he played you know 20 years or whatever in Green Bay, so that's. You, it is. It's the biggest risk reward thing going. I'm not going to run away from it because you got to trust the guys that are making your picks. I would also say real quick on the Browns. Whoa, whoa, what'd you say? You you got to trust the the guys and gal making the picks, don't you? Like, isn't that what it comes down um, to? I mean, you're forcing me to. I don't know if I do. All right. The total unknown. I have no idea whose picks were what. Yeah, true. Like that's uh, you know I brought that up yesterday that you know there's. Through, there was that little stretch there where everybody could just agree Belichick was not drafting well. Yes. And then the last few years, the water has been muddied by a couple things. A, there's some hits. Mm-hmm. For example, that stretch of, oh, they don't have to re-sign any of their picks because they're so bad. Well, I think people want them to re-sign Kyle Duggar and Mike Onwenu, don't they? Yeah, they do. Okay, so you nailed those picks. You may not re-sign them because they may price themselves <laughs> right, out, right, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But those are good picks that took place under the Belichick era. Right. And even more recently, there's there's ones that are in line for that, like Christian Barmore. People like 
the Christian Gonzalez pick. They hate the Tyquan Thornton pick. Mm-hmm. Do you know who made those picks? Because I don't definitively. I know Bill Belichick, in theory, had the final say. Well, no, that's where it gets really muddy because then people, some people think Mac Jones wasn't Bill's pick. Some right. think it wasn't. And then you go, all right, well, what about Cole Strange? What about Tyquan Thornton? We don't know if Mac Rowe liked or loved or hated those guys or if Elliot Wolf liked, loved, hated. Like, we don't know. Right. And so when, when Mac Rowe says, if you want to have a fast team, you need to draft fast players or whatever the hell that <laughs> I feel was. Like you want to take on Thornton. Okay, but maybe. Or maybe he was just saying whatever he could to try to validate and explain the pick, right? Yeah. Like if he he might have just been the spokesman for the collaborative, for example. It's possible. And yeah. So I, I think that has gotten difficult because if you tell me that Bill just overruled them on the bad picks, like Bill overruled them and took Tyquan Thornton, did he? I don't know. No, I don't know. Okay. That's great. We got rid of him. We got rid of the guy that's overruling and making bad well, picks. Well, maybe that'll and- be the next thing to come out of some of these uh, Robert Kraft-sourced uh, articles. So if he didn't like the spending, maybe they'll dig it on uh, which guys he really oh, liked, which true. guys he didn't. I got TV Possibly. tomorrow. Maybe I'll try to uh, rub elbows yeah. with Perry and Karen and be like, hey, uh, a, yeah. what, what was the off-the-record stuff that got discussed out in Vegas? I'll, that's the stuff we want to know I about. And bring that to this show on Thursday. That sounds pretty good to me. Yep. Let, let's get to uh, Annie Hart's tweet beef of the week coming up next. It involves QB rankings. So uh, go nowhere. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Hey, where's the beef? Cyber Andy Hart's tweet beef of the week. Hart, it's been a couple of weeks. You haven't been getting back, uh, going back and forth with uh, randos in the Twitch or in the uh, in the Twitter. But you got an issue? They're here losing this week? their balls. Uh-oh. I really think that uh, trolls, uh, right. pa- sensitive Patriots fans, have lost their balls a little bit. Been castrated in the recent uh, uh, weeks and months. Four and thirteen, I'll do it to you. I, and your coach being gone and I, yeah. wanting him and. You being a little uncertain about what's replacing him and what is supposedly the foundation of the future. Oh, yeah. They're shook. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the you people crowd is shook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. Once again, trying to get the you people segment off the ground. We're not there yet. I like yet, the but... you people segment. Uh, you, I know you, you do. care for it? Well, I mean, there's going to be a little bit more to it than just the title. Oh, yeah, people, like, people like it when I say it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure they do. All right. What is your, what is your beef so this week? So I retweeted... Okay. A, um, you know the thirty third, <laughs> the thirty third team. Yeah, I've seen exactly their stuff pop. I don't know are. what the hell that is yeah. or where you find it, but I've seen people reference it on Twitter before. So and yeah. they have a lot of when you do a little deeper dive, they have a lot of like ex coaches, ex players, people like you'd know kind of contribute to it. Okay, um, but they put out their twenty twenty four off season QB power rankings, and it caught my eye. First thing I just looked at was. 32nd Zappy Patriots. There we go. Um, so so I they just basically re- just take the starter who started the last game for their team. and Or actually, no, that's not even true. I guess no, they have some injured guys and guys that didn't start. So they're just, pro- I think they're projecting the starter based on the current rosters. Right. Like who okay. you'd say their current starter is. And so I just retweeted it and said, the truth is never mean. Although and this list, and we can get into the Zappy part of it. Gonna- are you going to fight back, too? Am I, am I tweet beefing with a real beef with Rich Keefe? Yeah, you got beef with Keefe because... I got Keefe beef. You got Keefe beef. It's the worst kind of beef. Yeah. It's a trash list. <laughs> See, that it's was like kind a, of the general it's response. It's like a Chris Sims-like <laughs> list. I, I kind of agree with him on Zappy being last. That's fine. I'm not even I'm not even fighting back on that. It is a garbage list, but 
Anyway, what was the, what was the bigger? Were people pissed about Zappy being thirty second? Not really. They okay. tended to do what you did in like um, something that I would say, for example, Burrow at nine. Get the f out of here, dude. Burrow at nine. Even Herbert, who I like, but Herbert at four, he hasn't done enough to justify. Herbert four. at four. Trevor Lawrence at eight, ahead of Joe Burrow. It's stupid. Matt Stafford at five. Like, what planet are we on? That Stafford's fifth. Right. So it's a it's a list that elicited um, beef and questions. Oh yeah, I bet and, there was beef. I don't believe I got a single one about Zappy. <laughs> People are like, they don't care. Zappy should be twenty-seven. There's no way he's thirty-two. Do you, you know, think he, if Do you think if uh, they put Mac Jones at thirty-two, there'd be a little bit more of a discussion? Because I feel like people did try to at least convince themselves on Mac Jones. No, maybe no, not. I don't. Well, and and the Zappy one is like, well, they cut him and no one wanted him, so yeah, he's so got to he be thirty-two. Be 32. You're the only one who wants him. But Pickett um, at thirty-one, like how, like that's. Probably true, but yeah, also it's not a great list. I mean, the most the most eye opening one might be, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but Deshaun Watson at 27 to have a guy you gave up a quarter of a billion wow. dollars and, and you had to and, take on all the stuff that came along with it and the draft picks and stinks, everything. Stinks. But um, Jalen Hurts at 17, I feel like that's too low. I know he was coming off some bad, bad years. Bad year. Aaron Rodgers at 15. Okay, like if too he's low? if he's bad. Oh yeah, I still think he's top five or six. Okay, he might be. We'll see how that. Uh, I don't like this list. <laughs> what about the first one? You got where do you get beef? Yep. Uh, I got, so one, two, three. I think is fine. Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen, bang, bang, bang. That's the the AFC is loaded. I'd probably put Burrow fourth. I mean, he's coming off an injury. You could put him second if you wanted. I wouldn't. Wouldn't. I think you can absolutely. I wouldn't argue slug that Joe in Burrow the gut over that, but is second best. And I think I think you can argue Burrow. Lamar Allen can all argue two through four. Yeah, you have a strong case. Each fan base could be like, this guy's the second best. Yeah, that's fine. I still think Justin Herbert's the most overrated player in the NFL these days. I would say Rodgers is better than Herbert. I would say, uh, I mean, the way Jordan Love played at the end of the year, Jordan Love's pretty good. He's very good. Yeah. Now, he has to string it together. And yeah. I always say, like, that was the thing that I thought was so impressive about the Lions this year as a team. They faced expectation. They were no longer like, oh, maybe they'll be this, or they're yeah. surprising yeah. people. No, people expected the Lions to be good, right. and they were good. They could have gone to the damn Super Bowl. They have Anthony Richardson, who barely played before he got hurt, <laughs> 16, over Hurts, Purdy, and Tua, and Baker. Like, a guy what? who just went to the Super Bowl and had a good Super Bowl, Purdy. Yeah, right, Purdy was fine. So Jim- you don't like Derek Larson, or, you know. I don't Cla- like Derek. Classen, sorry. Classen. No, I don't. That doesn't even sound like a real name. That's a fake name, sir. He want people to Actually, that's him. smart. People won't be sending you stuff. But I also I hate and love the rankings all in one. I'm gonna I'm like a mock draft. I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna give it a go. Oh, you do your own. You his Twitter handle is QB Class Class spelled with a K, like his last name. So he is a QB whisperer. This guy. I have. He's whispered so much. I've never heard it. Never, <laughs> never heard, heard of, of yeah, him. Never. Very, real quiet. But I, I love these lists because this time of year and this we always talk perfect. about it. Yeah. This is what, you know, if you don't like it, go put out your own damn list. Because mm-hmm. guess what? You've proven you know how to make graphics and send things out. So I go sure make do. A QB With the list. best of them, Stiz. You know what I think we should do on days where Andy's is going to do these tweet beefs? Yeah, he's mad. Maybe I should reach out to the person and say, hey, listen, Get him on. you're the guy in the tweet beef tonight if you want to come on and uh, well, normally it's state your case. random guy yeah, just egg, firing egg away on his no. lunch break. 5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 9, <laughs> no, no, no. There was that guy, uh, 
what was his name? Robert Alvarez or something who worked for like PatsFans.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah had right. him on. He, I'm sure he would have loved the publicity. Yeah, that's true. Loved it. That would have been great. That's all those people want. That's a, see, that's a good That's a good idea, Steve. Yeah. That is a good idea. I don't know what our success rate in getting those people to come on would be. Because no, no. I'm a bit of a bully. And if the guy comes on, he's going to be kind of opening himself you up. You, Andy, no. no way. <laughs> that was like when uh, we had the Pat's cap guy on the show and everybody thought I was mean to him. I'm like, well, I was just defending. I was yeah. just arguing my point. Oh, you, you kind of bullied Pat's cap? Well, yeah, because he actually. Oh, no, no, no. So just ended at, yeah. Yes, but, <laughs> but he online was uh, taking shots at our then producer, John Anderson, because John Anderson had come up with all these different scenarios for teams in the offseason. And Pat's cap came swooping in and was like, well, that the cap hit on this, that and the other thing. And I think it was literally like the Falcons could never trade Matt Ryan. Boom, trading. Oh, well, Pat's it was like that Cap, stuff. Yeah, I like Pat's Cap. I think he does a good service for all of us who don't want to do what he do. But I don't think it's necessary. And, I, and I'm glad that he's having a nice time. And I'm glad that people use it as a resource. But honest to God, if a team wants a guy, they're going to get the guy. Right. And he and when he talks about it, he doesn't have to be like condescending and passive aggressive, which is what he does on Twitter. That's what I'm saying. So that's I was really just defending John. Then we got him on the air and I don't think he did a great job. And then he was telling me how like people in the business follow him. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> I was like, what a war. Like, all right, because there, there's a lot of people in this world, this world of football and yeah. patriots that take themselves way too seriously and fancy themselves. True kind of a big deal so that's like that's the whole lombardi thing and we talked about that last week and it's just the way he kind of like like he knows football nobody else could possibly know football but at least lombardi well yeah that was different was with the raiders and was like he drafted right hand man and he was bill belichick's right hand man i get it i know you're not the man you're still the right but you're close enough to greatness where yeah the guy behind the guy still you at least got into the seat right you're the the co-pilot with that guy not bad some of these people you know just kind of they start a blog they start a twitter handle and they think they're god's gift to the game of football like i think bill simmons who has it all figured out yep yeah, there's a uh, big beef going on between these two now all of a sudden. I didn't know this. Uh, Pat McAfee went up like a hundred rungs in my book today you with don't those like, comments. You're, you don't like Simmons? I hate him. Have you ever liked Simmons? No. Okay. I've never gotten the fascination. I Like when he used to have those 700-page uh, no. blogs. Let's put, a, like, let's put a pin in this because we oh. have more to unpack. I, I actually oh, want to okay. talk about this. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, sports media beef. That's a good Pat, beef. That's Pat an McAfee, on podcast beef, a pod beef. We got beef pod. <laughs> All right, two hours down, two hours to go on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEI.